Welcome to the Rooted Podcast. I'm Melissa. And I'm Timothy. Join us as we deepen our biblical roots by having real conversations about real faith. All right, well, welcome back to the Rooted Podcast, Season 2, Episode 14. We are continuing with Book 4 of Mere Christianity and also continuing with our special guest, Hey guys, I'm Nathan. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted me to like reintroduce myself or oh, you what. Can just say Nathan, our special there guest. Let's try it again. Perfect. Our special guest, Nathan. Hey, there you go. Nathaniel. Or Nathaniel. Or Nathaniel, whatever you like. <laughs> if you're his mom. If you're his mom and you're listening. Yeah, you can call him Nathaniel. No one yeah, else. That's right. Yeah, so I, I like that rule. That's what we established <laughs> last episode. So, well, it wasn't established. I'm establishing it. Yeah, it's yeah. established from here on out. Yeah. Um, speaking of establishments, um. I was also asked to plug the PWHD, (coughs) People Who Ate the Dentist, Mm -hmm. Um, Timothy's... uh, Okay, I'll take over from here. So the PWHD, (laughs) it's a wonderful organization. You should donate to it. Um, You can come by the coffee shop and donate if you want to. It's fine. Um, Basically, we're just teaching people to hate the dentist because it needs to be hated and it needs to not be an establishment ever again. You should make your tagline, the next generation of dentist haters, and then it can be a smile with no teeth. (laughs) (laughs) See, the real question is, you, you talked last episode about the coffee shop shirts. Why have you not made an anti-dentist coffee shop shirt? <laughs> well, It would yeah. sell out well, in about 30 seconds. Okay, so obviously I want to, but the dentist next door to me actually is one of my biggest patrons. Yep. Awkward so, position. So, so here, here's my thing. I don't hate the people that work at the dentist. They just chose a stupid profession. <laughs> But I love them. They're very sweet, and they come and they buy my coffee. It's very convenient, very though. Nice. I think I think if you were committed to your anti-dentist sentiment, you would not accept dirty money from such mm. people. I, like I if you were really right. if you were really committed, you would sacrifice in a monetary way. You would sacrifice. I think you're right for your deeper I think, commitment. I think to they've hate been them, to hate their they've cups. been giving me money trying to <laughs> trying to confuse my brain and my mind and make me like them. Thank so you basically, for your, bi- your business is running on dirty money. Shake my hand. We are, we are going to be business right. people. Yes. There we go. Now, <laughs> just don't treat the Edward Jones office next to you the same way. Okay. Because those yeah. are my people. I, I you can treat the dentist that way. Yes, okay. There's actually two dentist offices. There's one to my left and one to my right. Yeah, are you, what have I you didn't done? know there were two. There's two. Disgraceful. What? I'm surrounded by dentists. I really think that, I really think that you're there for a reason, which is to overcome. Your hatred of Well, the they're buying coffee, so maybe they're going to rot their teeth out or something. And it would be a cruel irony. I don't know. Don't 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 talk to him about overcoming because he's going to view that as driving the dentists out of town. Well, that's true. Right. That's true. Welcome to the PWHD. <laughs> there you go. I'll be your right hand man. You've just been in Ex- executive <laughs> treasurer right. assistant. Yes. There you all, go. all the above. All the above. Slash. Just in case my dentists ever listen to this. <laughs> I, I don't hate you guys. I really don't. Y'all, I love you a lot, but I just don't like what you do, okay? Like, that's fine. Oh, my gosh. Hate, love the sinner, hate the sins. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's true. We're off to a great start, guys. Anyway, well. since, uh, since Melissa has done uh, Two Lies and a Truth, and I've done Two Lies and a Truth, and Nathan has done Two Lies and a Truth, mm-hmm. we thought we'd do something a little more interesting today. Um, I'm going to come up with one truth and one lie, and mm-hmm. Melissa's going to come up with one truth and one lie, mm-hmm. and Nathan has to determine what's our truth and what's our lie. Which is, this is a relief, by the way, because we've, I think we've established at this point that our feeble brains cannot handle two <laughs> lies and a truth, because we always get this mixed up <laughs> yes. every yeah. time. Specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And by we, I mean Timothy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's true. Shady. That's true. Wow. Well, okay. All right, I'll go first. Okay. I got mine written down here. Am I guessing right. as well? Or just Nathan? You can. Okay. Yeah, because I don't think these are facts. He would we'll, know. we'll tag okay. team it. How about that? Yeah, that'll work. Jeremiah would definitely know these, probably. Okay. Would be my guess. Jeremiah um, knows so all. So my favorite episode <laughs> of The Office is the pilot episode, actually. Um, and then the second one is, I'm currently on season seven of The Office while I'm binge-watching it. Okay, so the second sponsor of today's episode is People Who Hate The Office, because I have never in my life seen a dumber, more useless TV show. You are now office. fired from the PWHD. <laughs> All your positions that you just got, it's gone. That's okay. I, I will take Unshake my hand. Because... <laughs> <We're> <laughs> unshake. Are we retracting the handshake? Yes. Okay, retracted. got you. Yes, it was literally no. retracted. Uh, no, I agree. It's a really dumb show. It's, a dumb, I, it's the dumbest show of, un- of I all time. I love it. It is so unfathomably stupid, I can't watch it for more than five I, minutes. I love... The stupid. 
I love just, it. I hate this. I movie. love stupid. <laughs> I am stupid, so oh therefore I yeah, See, we're getting so many great t-shirt designs here. Anti-dentist, I love stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the shirt I get for Sarah. <laughs> I love stupid. Aw, <laughs> oh, that's so uh, mean. Yeah, that's mean. <laughs> anyway, okay, so, so tell me again. So you're, the first thing was your favorite episode My of favorite, all time is the pilot episode. Yeah, it's the pilot episode. I don't, and know, I don't even know what And currently, okay. binge-watching The Office, I'm currently on season seven. I would hope for your sake those are both lies, but I guess one of them has to be true. Yeah, one of them is I, true. I, you tell me. I have no I have Well, no I mean, the pilot episode is pretty rough, but there are some pretty classic jokes from it, like the Jello stapler. That's true. Um, the, uh, the Million Dollar Man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. For everyone who's listening out there, pray for these two. They have terrible <laughs> taste. I and Jeremiah, I he, he loves The Office. He's the one that the got office. me into The Office. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to say I'm gonna say pilot episode is, is your favorite. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Just to be different, I'm going to say the truth is you're binge watching. Whichever and season. And on season seven. Um, yeah. Whatever that's, season. that's the truth. I'm on season seven. Oh, probably. really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, pilot episode's not my favorite episode. My favorite episode is the one where Dwight starts a fake fire mm. and everyone's like running and screaming mm-hmm. and then and then they do the CPR it's and terrible. then they do the Michael Scott roast and <laughs> and then Pam finds out her parents are getting a divorce but that Jim like said something really sweet I don't know that, that whole episode is just great to me I love that entire episode I gotcha. so that's my favorite okay definitely not well, the pilot <laughs> well I don't know the Jello thing is I actually had um well never mind anyway. Okay, no, I'm going to say it. I had a, um, an English teacher in high school, and she had a group of seniors that liked The Office, and she liked The Office, and they put her stapler in Jello. That's awesome. And so, yeah. Anyway. Okay, so... I'm going um, to the dentist tools. Like, oh, my gosh. Jello. <laughs> After they buy your coffee. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Sneak over there. I'll put their coffee in Jello. <laughs> no, I, I really... Hang on, I just... If my dentists are listening, please don't be offended by things I'm saying, okay? I, I truly don't despise you <laughs> as a person. I just don't like your profession. That's all I'm trying to say. I just don't like I don't like being in the dentist chair. I don't like people touching my mouth. I don't yeah. like people drilling my teeth, giving me shots in my I don't like it. So if you can come up with a way to do and like an oral examination on Timothy with lasers so that they you don't have to touch his mouth. Honestly, you can just knock me out every be, time you do something. I'll be that'd fine. That'd be the thing to do. Yeah, that'd be fine. Just <laughs> let me sleep the whole time. Honestly, I'd be fine. Oh, and gosh. I, and I, I might actually like the dentist at that point. Free Because you get to sleep. Yeah, that's free true. Naps. It's not free. We established last episode nothing is free. Insurance. So <laughs> There's no such thing be, as a free lunch. I don't have insurance anymore. <laughs> or a free dentist knockout. No, yeah. it's paid for by your dental insurance. <laughs> um... Yeah. All right, well, what's your lie and truth? Okay, so <clears throat> not in any particular order. Um, I once... I would hope it's not in a particular <laughs> order. <laughs> I once quit a job um, by moving and not saying anything. Um, and I once had a job selling things out of a tent. Selling things out of a tent? Mm-hmm. Like that was your job? Selling things out of a tent? Yes. And what about by moving? Like you moved... Like I moved out of the city. Okay. And didn't say okay. that I quit. Can I ask? No. <laughs> <laughs> no questions. I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain here and trying to think. Is she has she lived outside of Owensboro? I don't know. I think she grew. I'll be honest. I want to say you grew. I want to say you you're born and raised in Owensboro because I think basically everyone here is born and raised in Owensboro. It seems. Like this, every single person in this darn town is born and raised in Owensboro. <laughs> <laughs> so if if that one's true, that would surprise me. Then again, selling things out of a tent seems like your typical seventeen-year-old summer job. So that, to me, seems more feasible. I've never even based heard on what of anyone selling anything out of a tent. <laughs> Those little like pop-up fireworks stores, though. Oh, I mean that that would be a kind I of a classic like a camping tent, you know? Like you, no, I'm just thinking like like one of those kind of seasonal. So think like a Halloween store, or like a fireworks store. You just kind of pitch the tent for a few weeks, yeah, you sell your stuff, yeah. and then you. That makes sense. So. That one makes more sense to me, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna that say one the didn't make sense to me until you just explained it, and now it makes more sense than what I was thinking. <laughs> I was literally thinking like a camping tent, yeah. like you just poke your head out and I'm selling stuff. Like maybe I gathered some sticks from the ground and I was you're like, like selling fresh the, berries or yeah, something. <laughs> all the firewood in the area, <laughs> like sell it, yeah. Well, 
<clears throat> I'm just gonna do your strategy. I'm just gonna be different. I'll say the 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 first one is true. So the second one is true. It was not a fireworks stand. It was at Walmart. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> like Girl Scout cookies? Or no, something? it was from Walmart. I was employed at Walmart one summer when I was in college because my other job. I'm so sorry. Fell through, <laughs> and they had a tent out in the parking lot, and they had leftover stuff that they needed to clean out the back, and so my job was to monitor the tent. Outside, so I would just stand outside and move stuff out of the rain for like hours at a time. Well, okay, so even even I have to take issue with this. You're not technically selling in the sense that like you're a salesperson for the stuff, right? You're kind of monitoring the stuff that's being sold. I mean, yes, right? but people would ask me questions and I would help them find sizes of stuff. Yeah, fine. So. <laughs> okay, so now, now you have to answer the other question. Mm-hmm. Have you lived outside Owensboro? I have. I went to um, college in Bowling Green at West. Okay, yeah, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, and that was where the Walmart was um, that I worked at, but I did quit a job by saying that I was, it was at a flower shop, and I said, that I was allergic and I went home and never went back. <laughs> it, so we can talk about that later. I'm, I'm curious now because I used to live I used to live in Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. Was it the one on Campbell Lane? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's a that's a rough Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> I did that for maybe like three months. Because um, okay. I had a job that was relevant to, you know, a major and then that fell through and then it was like I worked at the other Walmart. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you did. Okay. I forgot about that. It was in Bowling Green. Yeah. I forgot you used to work there. Yeah, yeah. it's like the newer one that's, mm-hmm. that's there. Yeah. yeah. The one that's over by uh, kind of near Preston Miller mm-hmm. Park, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But now that we look, at the, look at the time. <laughs> I guess now that we've done a full review of the two Bowling Green Walmart locations, <laughs> C.S. Lewis. I guess it's time to move say, on, isn't it? I just want to recognize your excellent segues in both of these episodes. Thank you. I appreciate that. You mean yes. every episode? Yes, and specifically <laughs> these two. <laughs> but Thank yes, you. Um, <laughs> time to move on to uh, Time and Beyond Time. This chapter has three. been the coolest chapter in this entire book. And don't at me. This has been the greatest chapter. It has been so cool. It has made me think... A new. <laughs> I love this chapter. Just mind-bending stuff. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I eat it for breakfast. That's why I read Ted Decker books. So I have no idea what don't at me means, and I'm not sure I want to know, but I will agree with everything you just said, that it was a really cool chapter. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the best chapter in the entire book is the one that he starts by saying, you know, you can skip this if you want to, yeah. not a big deal. <laughs> First of all, I appreciate that because that vindicates my behavior for basically all of college, but <laughs> I don't appreciate that he takes the best chapter and he says, hey, you gotta skip it, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I wonder how many people have skipped this chapter and have missed the greatest chapter of the Just whole because world. of that first paragraph. Yeah. Mm. You wouldn't think. Bad. Well, I actually didn't like that statement because if you're reading a fiction book, it makes no sense to skip a chapter. It's only for this type of book, but anyway. So. That's why you're <laughs> able to... <laughs> You can skip you, this you sound podcast. Like someone who got good grades. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> so this chapter is about time and how God works in time, or more, God does not work in time. Mm-hmm. Is not subject to time. Yep. So um, starts right off just giving this crazy, insane analogy, like he does about a. Uh, Writing a story about someone named Mary. <laughs> um, so basically, he's just talking about like, so like, let's say I'm writing a novel and I write a character named Mary. And he's like, you know, I write Mary to do certain things, but like, I am the creator. So I'm like outside of Mary's like time, I guess. It's kind of, it's a hard analogy to like wrap your head around because obviously what you write down in a book doesn't have a time frame. Mm-hmm. But when you read it, it does though, because like you see in your brain, you see like everything moving. So like he kind of describes God in that sense, mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense. And he says it's not a perfect illustration, which it's, it's not, but it's still like, it's a way to wrap your mind around it. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Yeah, and it gets to the point that, you know, we talked last week about, you know, the different dimensions in relation to the Trinity, right? But you know, we are operating within a different dimension than God is, right? So to use the story example, we can, you know, if you're the author of the story, you can, in a moment, progress the story ahead 20 years, right? And that doesn't affect 
you yourself, right? Like, you can, in 30 minutes, write 20 years of a story. Mm -hmm. And if you're reading the book, if you're, you know, experiencing that world, you know, my goodness, we just skipped ahead, but we ourselves are, you know, have not been affected by that, right? So God... Yeah, the characters in the book still live those 20 years. The Mm -hmm. characters in the book did, but we didn't experience that, right? So it's the the whole idea that God is... we, We are bound by space by physical space and by time mm-hmm. to an extent that it's hard for it's maybe even impossible for us to imagine reality without it. And yet, you know, to use the example on the first page of the chapter, God is not bound by space or time, right? So he can attend, you know, with, you know millions of people can pray to him at once, as the example is, uh, where we can't even imagine that, mm-hmm. right? Because we'd like the idea of of our lives or of different experiences not having a beginning and an end is just mind-blowing. Maybe it's not to you guys, it is to me. It just no, blows yeah. my mind <laughs> that there can be, you know, that, you know, yeah, eternity never, <laughs> the eternity never ends. I just can't wrap my mind, my head around that. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you think about it, you know, because something that I had literally thought about before I even read this chapter just a couple of days ago, I was just thinking, man, when we die and we're in eternity, there's never really truly a start to eternity because, like, Let's just say you're in eternity for just three quadrillion years, and then you're just sitting there like, huh, I guess it really hasn't even started. So it's just like, you're in eternity, and it never really starts. You're just kind of, you're kind of just there in eternity. But we want to think of it as we've started eternity, because obviously, at some point, we're not going to be in our bodies here. We'll be in eternity. But like, once we hit eternity, there is no start to it. Like, it's just eternity. Like, that's... Blew my mind. It is very, yeah. And so then we read this chapter, and I'm like, ah, exploding my brain. Yeah, that's exactly uh, the. I was thinking more of eternity in the sense that it never ends. Yeah, that's the same. It's the same, same idea. But that's the thought I had, and it just again, it blows my mind. Like we, our whole finite human existence revolves around a beginning and an end, Mm -hmm. right? So to have something where there's no end, it just, you know, again, we are. We are too feeble-minded to truly comprehend that. When he's talking about, he says, you cannot fit Christ's earthly life in Palestine into any time relations with his life as God beyond all space and time. And then he talks about, um, he says, it's, he suggests that it's a timeless truth about God, that human nature and the human experience of weakness and sleep and ignorance are somehow included in his whole divine life. And I thought that was a very interesting thing to think on. Um, because on the one hand... He's saying that the human experience of ignorance is part of God, which is, like, interesting. <laughs> like, um, but then you also think about if that was something new um, to God's nature, then God would have changed, maybe, right? Would you say so? That may be completely off base here, but my first thought as far as ignorance goes is if we served a God who... And again, maybe this is going back to last week when we talked about experimental religions. But if if we served a God whom we could fully comprehend and whom we could fully understand, would he even be worth serving? I so think, we that, we, I think we that's ha- some... We have to be ignorant of God to an extent. No, he's saying, I he's saying that... Am I, am I off base He's here? saying that our ignorance is part of... He says that they're somehow included in his whole divine life. So he's saying that the human ex- the human ignorance is part of God's divine life, is what it... On page 169. This is part of the problem here is I've got completely different page numbers oh, than you guys, too. <laughs> it's the... Um, it's not this last one. The page starts... Um, he says, Christians said that the eternal God, who is everywhere... So you said... It is really, I suggest, a timeless truth about God that human nature and the human experience of weakness and sleep and ignorance are somehow included in his whole divine life. Okay. I just wondered y'all's thoughts on that. Well, so it's suggesting that our experience is included in his whole divine life, but this chapter also establishes that God's life, like, isn't bound by time Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. So, like, when I'm thinking, like... Like, I hate the way this is worded. His whole divine life. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes it sound like he's living a life, which he is, but not bound by time. Like, this makes not it sound like it's way. bound by time. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think he's, I think he's t- saying more just like, I don't, I don't think he's trying to imply that he's bound by time. Like, in I don't think statement. so either. 
Um, I think he's just saying like, maybe 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 another word would just be like in his whole divine existence. Like yeah. that might be better um, phrasing. Yeah, or like divine character or something. Yeah, and even two sentences later, he says. He emphasizes God has no history. He's too completely and utterly real to have one because, Mm -hmm. you know, you think about the human history or the history of our individual lives. Part of it is, I think as he puts in parentheses here, has already slipped away into the past. We can't go back Mm -hmm. to it. We have our memories. We have, you know, tokens of it, but it's gone, Mm -hmm. right? And part of it doesn't exist yet, right? The Mm -hmm. future, right? But God being in his divinity, there is no past and there is no future there is just something that I don't have the word to describe. Yeah. <laughs> or is he suggesting that God has weakness and ignorance? Well, that he says, he says a, t- a timeless truth. This is this this is the sentence. It is really, I suggest, a timeless truth about God that human nature and the human experience of weakness and sleep and ignorance are somehow included in His whole divine life, which <clears throat> he's talking about Christ's earthly life. And, and Christ living a human life, you know, yeah. for a, a period of time, like, that we can understand as a period of time. But he's saying that that it wasn't, to God, that's not a period of time. He's suggesting that it's just part of himself, which, so I was saying, like, on the one hand, if it, if it, that's okay, too bizarre. this is my thing with, <clears throat> I would say that ignorance cannot be, like, there's no, there's no possible way there's no possible scenario that human ignorance is part of god um because i don't think that even like i mean i wouldn't say that christ as a human was i mean he knew exactly what was what would happen but he still had to learn stuff he did that's true he had to learn language that's true how to be a carpenter i mean unless he just he just knew. Well, no, but that's because there was there is a verse in Hebrews that I read the other day, and it says that he learned obedience from what he suffered, or something to that effect. Because um, so I mean, if you have to learn something, then wouldn't that mean that you're ignorant of that thing that you have to learn? Mm-hmm. Or did he realize his ignorance, and so therefore it wasn't ignorance? I don't know. I don't know because either. he was one hundred percent God the whole time. Yeah, as well. But he's also one hundred percent man. I know. Which is, and in being a hundred percent man, he participated in the ignorance of a almost said a manly life. That doesn't sound quite right, but nonetheless, <laughs> a human life. A this human is life. why this chapter yeah. is so much fun. It's very interesting. I know um, it makes you think. But um, like the like, if it was saying like physical weakness, then I would say sure. Um, Absolutely, he definitely sleep. Yes. The ignorance one was just the one that I was like, I got hung up on that. Um, well, here's the, here's the question to, to just add another layer to this. Are we conflating ignorance with sin? Is ignorance inherently sinful? Um, well, I thought about it in the sense of like, um, I mean, there is ignorance of like, you know the ignorance that comes from sin right like we're blinded to the truth like I don't know in Romans when Paul talks about like they suppress the truth with their actions um but then you also think about that even as even as followers of Christ we're ignorant to the full picture of who God is just because we are not on that on that dimension like we talked about you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like there's still and especially because God is infinite there's no end to what you can know about God, um, and so there's always going to be some part, you know, of us that doesn't. Well, it's obvious that Jesus knew yeah. about how God works because he is God. Yeah. So it's like he definitely wasn't ignorant to that stuff yeah. anyways. And there's also, I just thought of this too, and <clears throat> somewhere in Mark that I was reading, um, and Jesus says, about the day or hour, not even the Son of Man knows, I think. Um, I don't remember what... I think he's... It's it's predictions of, of destruction of the temple and things like that, but he that, that is there too. So, I don't know. I think it's one of those things that we may never know mm-hmm. until eternity, so... Does it... Did y'all see what I was kind of like, the two... from Because it's like, if you say that... 
that knowledge wasn't always there, then to me that's saying that like God has changed, you know? Um, and that's like, no. <laughs> but then yeah, if that, he, like, that he went from being somewhat knowing to all knowing. Yeah, right, right, yeah. exactly. So that one, those, those statements kind of, I got hung up on that a little bit. It's, it's hard to, yeah. again, it's, it's like the whole time thing. Our, our brains can't comprehend Jesus being 100% man, but also being 100% God at the same time. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And see, another adding, again, to it, and not only does it not make sense, we don't even have the language. We don't even have the language to make sense of it, right? So take, and I think we talked about this later in the chapter, the father and the son, right? In our minds, there's a chronological aspect of that, right? You can't have a son before you have a father, mm-hmm. right? The father... To go back to last week, the father begets the son, mm-hmm. yeah. right? The father comes first and then the son comes. But it's it's crazy okay. to us that the father and the son, one did not supersede the other, right? Or one did not come before the other. Mm-hmm. And I think it was this, again, I, I get the chapters mixed up sometimes. It's the next chapter uh, of the but book. But he talks about the example. paper. Yeah, the paper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, okay, we're skipping ahead. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to there. chapter four. But yeah, we don't, again, we don't even have the language to, to understand it. Yeah. Uh, so I think this next part was what was the most mind-blowing to me. Um, oh, wait, can I say one more thing oh, just yeah, about ahead. that? Oh, so far, okay. Um, something else I was thinking about, um, is there, and this is just a, this is just, anyway, isn't there in somewhere in Revelation that it says the, like, those who've been martyred, like, cry out, like, how long will we wait to be avenged mm-hmm. kind of thing? So then that's like, but they're with God, and they still are, like, asking how long. I don't know. Are anyway. they still bound by time? Or maybe that's, yeah, I don't know. Or, I don't know. Anyway, it's just another thing to, another rabbit hole to think down. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, okay, sorry. No, I think, I think, the, like like you were saying earlier, you know, it, if God, if we could fully understand God, would it even be worth serving? I mean, I think that's what makes God so cool. Is that there is just mind bending stuff like that that mm-hmm. we just cannot comprehend, yeah. and I think that's part of the reason like just God is just so cool. Yeah. I mean, can... you think about the universe and how massive it is, and how we are just like tiny specks. I, I talked about the stars. Today. Yeah, it's so cool. It's <laughs> a cool video. But like thinking about just how massive some of those stars are. Like, have you seen the stars video? Where it's like it shows like a person and then it zooms out and then it's the earth and then it zooms out and then it's like the sun. Then it zooms out and there's a, like a huge like star that could just eat our sun like it's nothing. And then it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and this hugest star ever. I mean, and then you just get the whole universe like God made that. Yeah. Like by and speaking. Just, yeah. He's that powerful. Yeah. And yet some, somehow we try to put him in a box. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just mind-bending stuff. I think it's. I think it's so cool. Yeah. No, and going on, going off what you said, I think it's it's interesting and it's human nature that we we bring and we all again again because of our our limited capabilities we almost have to but we bring God down to our level mm-hmm. right we we have we almost have to understand God within the constraints of space and time because we can't otherwise. Mm-hmm. Right, but we also, you know, and that in and of itself is that sinful? No, not, I don't think so. But we also we view God through our own finite experiences instead of mm-hmm. vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So we end up again. I we keep I keep saying we go back to last week. We we go back to kind of the the uh, foggy telescope. Right. So we can't fully comprehend God in part because of our, you know our limited capabilities, but in part, it's also our own sin. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I think with things like this, it's like you think, you think it out to the limits of your understanding. Um, and, and, um, you know, and you just continue to think on it and, and try to understand God within, within what he, like the way that he's revealed himself to us which is you know scripture and the holy spirit mm-hmm. and um yeah and maybe i guess this would be like my my biggest takeaway from this chapter and you know at a risk of sounding like i'm 90 years old i'll say it anywhere there's a really i found there's a really profound almost like sadness that comes with the passage of time mm-hmm. right because you know you have again we talked about earlier we have these 
maybe there's really rich, wonderful memories or people we used to be close with in a different time or in a different physical location. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful, but, you know, we can't, it, it's finite, right? We can't go back to that place, right? Like we could all think of, you know, a place, maybe a place in our heads where we used to live or we used to have a lot of history or wonderful memories. And you have your memories, but it's, you know, the memories are not the same as the real thing. You're, you know, close, you know, I think of like my best friends in the world who I went to college with, like, I'm, I'm going to see them here soon, but I haven't seen them in two, two and a half years. And it's like, there's, it's wonderful that we had that, but we, you know, we can reconvene together, but we can't truly go back to that. Yeah. And it's, it's mind blowing that in heaven, we aren't going to face those same, those same constraints. We're going to be living in a different reality in mm-hmm. a different dimension. And that, that gives, that gives, that can give us a lot of hope yeah, and also make sure. our brain explode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopeful explosion. <laughs> So, uh, back to what I was saying earlier, one of the last things here that I have in my notes that just kind of, kind of really made me think a lot, uh, you know, the whole term foresaw, mm-hmm. uh, I know that within churches that can become a very scary word that can cause a lot of debate, uh, but the way that he describes God foreseeing stuff was kind of interesting because mm-hmm. it was almost as if He's saying the word foresaw is just a human term, whereas God, like, always just sees Mm -hmm. instead of foreseeing. So, like, we say foreseeing because, you know, God is there in the future. So, like, that's foreseeing. But, like, the way he describes it is God may see us in the future as now, so therefore he doesn't foresee, he just sees. Mm -hmm. And so, like, since he's currently living in the future just as much as he is right now like he's watching events unfold in the future like as if it's a present thing Mm -hmm. like I've never thought of it that Mm -hmm. way before and I was like that is crazy (laughs) like I wonder if that's actually how that works I mean he he says at the end here like there's nothing in the bible (laughs) that that says anything like this which is why I'm saying you could probably skip it but like dang what if that is it though what if we just solve the big (laughs) <laughs> I think there probably is a more that goes into it because I don't know that we could solve it that easily. No, I don't think so either. It is an interesting thought. Yeah, I didn't have anything else about that. I just, I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. It's a way to think about it. Yeah. yeah the is. last thirty minutes or so tells us anything is that we can't solve it, but we can we can always dream, right? We can, yeah. we can think about it a lot. Yeah. But yeah. Before we move on, I would like to like just point back to what you said that he says this really isn't in the bible and he says you can be a perfectly good christian without accepting it or indeed without thinking of the matter at all (laughs) and um so if this is something you know that sounds like confusing or makes you like question or wonder or doubt then i would say don't worry about it don't worry about it right now (laughs) so because ain't nobody understands it yeah see that I meant yeah. our conversation in particular. Just like yeah, if this no. if this sounds confusing or like causes you know. That's yeah, I think that's true to an extent, but at the same time, we do need as as believers to be able to, to say, okay, how is it that a million people can pray to God at once and he, and he can give ear to all of them, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, it, again, I I love the chapter. What I don't love is the the very beginning and the very end where he's oh, almost okay. dismissive of his own point, mm-hmm. right? I think he overplay I. I think he overplays that on both on both ends there. So yes, is it is this strictly biblical? No. Is it important to grapple with as we aim to understand God? Yes, and I think he he almost shoots himself in the foot a little bit on the phone. Yeah, I could see that. I think I think of it more of like um, maybe if you are a new believer, where if something like. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't want someone to like something that's not even in the Bible to like shake someone's whole foundation of their faith, kind of thing. And I think you can, I think sometimes there are things that we think about or that that I mean, there there are aspects of my faith that like I don't think about as much at this present time. Um, <clears throat> but I think that like I, I um, God has walked with me long enough for me to trust him in things and then trust that he also will show up more 
to me about those things as I go forward. And so I think that's where I would say, like, if this causes someone to be like, what is any of, you know what I mean? Like this whole whatever thing. Don't let it discourage you. Don't let it discourage you. Yeah, that, um, yeah. No, that, that's well said. There's a healthy, there's a healthy middle ground here, right? Where we can, we can, and I would say should, you know, try to deal with these issues, right? I, again, I don't say don't skip this, mm-hmm. right? But there's also a place, you know, I, I think of Revelation, you know, as being one of those books where I read it and I just think, man, this is some of this is just so far beyond anything mm-hmm. I can comprehend. And there is a place in the Christian faith for saying, you know what, I don't understand this, but I know who does. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I think the issue is when we just don't, when we just kind of throw the entire conversation out the window and go directly to that, to saying, you know what, I don't get oh, it. Oh, yeah. Fine. No. Right. I mean, you wouldn't want to say, like, that it's not important. Like, it is important. Um, but, yeah, in in the same way of with, with things like that, I think you can get sometimes too hung up on, like, trying to understand things that maybe are not for you at this time or that, you know, um, so it just, it just kind of, like you said, it's a, there's a middle ground. It's like the whole thing with Jesus being 100% man and 100% God. Like, that's so hard to understand. Mm-hmm. So that's not, that doesn't mean that you can just, like, throw that out and be like, right. I don't get that, so let's just pretend that doesn't exist. Because right. you have to have that. Yeah. Because if God, Super if important. he was not 100% man and 100% mm-hmm. God, that completely defeats the purpose yeah. of him being on earth. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. So things to think about, but... Um... Things not to be scared by yeah. as well. So. Something to look forward to, I would say. Because yeah. I, I really think God will give us a lot of answers in heaven. Or at least yeah. if he doesn't give it to us, I, I think we'll just understand. I think we'll get it. Or at least a lot of it. Yeah. I like to think about maybe we'll be able to read it. but it's all, it's all I'd like to read think it. Without, without being sacrilegious, I'd like to think there will be like a Q&A session where we can kind of <laughs> figure some of it. We can kind of figure some of these things out. <laughs> I think both. I want to have Q&A sessions with, like, all the, like, biblical story characters. Like, so, Adam, what you doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the next chapter, which will be the final chapter that we do mm-hmm. today, uh, is called Good Infection. That's <laughs> kind of the opposite of what, what this past year has been, but... But uh, this Gosh. is the this is the kind of infection we need, not not the COVID. Not that. <laughs> Did we no. just get demonetized? I'm sorry. Oh no. We're not we're not monetizing. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Only by the PWHD. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, I loved this the way that um, the examples that he used to talk about he furthers his idea of the like begetting instead of making. And I thought the way that he did it was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My favorite part, my favorite part of this whole chapter was, he's like, God knows how to describe himself better than anyone else would. And he describes it as a father and son relationship. Yeah. So it's just like, he knows that we can't fully comprehend. So he does it in the best way that he knows possible. And it's father and son. Yeah. And it's like, why try to explain it any other way? Obviously, God explains it the way that he thought we needed it explained. Yeah. So, like, I was just, like, again, yeah. mind blown. I thought that was cool. I liked that he, because he starts out with the idea of the book. And he says, he talks about a book on, just, like, for example, lying on the table as book A. And there's one on top that's B. Um, and he says that, um, just imagine they had always been in those in that same position there's not like one or the other that's a before after and I was I thought that was very interesting just to think of really if you think positionally like um not in the in the sense of like the father came first because the father beget the son but more in the sense of like no one is called a father who doesn't have a son right and no one is called a son who doesn't have a father so I was thinking it about it more in that way which I thought was a very that I don't know it was helpful that, that for makes me. a lot more sense yeah yeah and I think that's what he was trying to get across was saying like one position doesn't exist without the other almost like if you if God has given himself like like given the father and the son persons of himself those titles um, then it's you think about that like the role of like the role of the father doesn't exist without the role of the son and mm-hmm. vice versa that kind of thing so I don't know that yeah. was that was very helpful for me 
No, I had the same thought. So, book, I mean, a father, son, or I guess here he says book A and book B, mm-hmm. they're in the position that they're in because of each other, right? Mm-hmm. That book A wouldn't be where it was. You know, they they have to relate to each other. Yeah. But book A was not placed on the table, and then five minutes later we put book B on top of it. Right? And again, it's hard, it's hard for us to imagine, well, how did they both get there? Yeah. Because, again, well, they had to be, there has to be a beginning. They had to be put there, and then someone has to take them away. Right, so we we can get one element of it, and the other, and, right, and the other yeah. is lost on us. <laughs> right, but. yeah, I think just in that one aspect of it, it was helpful. Yeah, yeah. Again, no perfect examples, but There's sometimes not. sometimes helpful ones. Hey, guess what this chapter is though? What? It's the chapter where the third person in the Trinity oh, is finally yes. mentioned. Yes. Yes, it's finally took happened. Them long enough. That was very it. exciting. <laughs> What, hang on, what page does it's he actually... It's page 175. It took him 175 pages to mention the Holy Spirit, but he finally did it. Yeah. Get the little <laughs> things out, you know. <laughs> um, I would like to read the statement just since we're already there. He says, The third person is called, in technical language, the Holy Ghost or the Spirit of God. <laughs> and I was like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, but he's still doing it with kind of a reluctant... Like, you just imagine him writing. He's got this kind of stink look on his face. Like, fine, I have to. I know. It seems that way. I don't know what, what the reluctance is. But. I, I honestly, I really think he didn't talk about the Holy Spirit a lot because I don't think he understood it very well. Like, that's just what I've gathered from I mean, it. maybe. I, I think he just wasn't very well versed in theology about the Holy Spirit. And he, maybe he just didn't feel like he could talk about it yeah. without, you know, saying something that he felt would probably be wrong. Yeah. Which I mean, that's makes sense to me yeah i could i mean because the reason i think that is because i think it's in this chapter he talks about how people don't really bring up the the holy spirit that much because it's kind of hard to talk about mm-hmm. um i'm gonna see if i can find it y'all talk about something while i look for it <laughs> well i was gonna say i, w- I don't want to say any of that to be like well i'm the resident expert on the holy spirit because that's not the case either <laughs> but there were just certain places that i was like well it seems like he might say like you know through the work of the Holy Spirit. But anyway. Um, he just says, Do not be worried or surprised if you find it or him rather vaguer or more shadowy in your mind than the other two. I think there's a reason why that must be so. Like, I think he thinks that the Holy Spirit is just meant to be mysterious. Is that, that what it sounds like to me? I mean, maybe. Um, it did When he says in the Christian life you're not usually looking at him, he is always acting through you. I was like, well, that... Makes sense. Um, it's it is more difficult to think about. Um, I guess since we've been talking about like we understand a father, we understand a son. We don't necessarily understand a spirit, <laughs> in the same sense. Like we don't have like a like we we understand that we have like a spirit within us, but mm-hmm. as far as like you know, but so maybe that's part of it too. Yeah, and it, uh, I like the uh, quote. The sentence here after the one you just read it says if you think of the father as something out there in front of you mm-hmm. right that's pretty easy for us to right. imagine right and you think of the son as someone standing at your side helping you to pray trying to turn you into another son again yeah. we can imagine in front of us we can imagine to our side mm-hmm. you have to think of the third person as something inside you or behind you it's then yeah. we're lost <laughs> right. right yeah right yeah for sure i guess there's a way you could think of like the of the Holy Spirit being inside you, guiding you, directing you. Even I think Scripture says the Holy Spirit prays for mm-hmm. us on our behalf. Mm-hmm. But it's harder when you can, you know, I can see you in front of me, or I can see Jeremiah beside me, but I can't see. Don't look at me like that. I can't <laughs> see. Uh, I can't. You can't. Literally, could not see the Holy, the example of the Holy Spirit within you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's interesting because I guess. When you think about um, Holy Spirit in the New Testament, you see, like, you've seen Jesus Christ as a as a literal, physical human. Um, you don't see the Father. Um, you hear Him. You hear Him. Yeah. Um, and you hear the Holy Spirit. Um, but more... Not, not physically. Yeah. Um, more often you see the outworkings of the Holy Spirit, so you see the change in people. Um, and so, yeah, it's a little more... A little more abstract. It's not, but in our minds it is, yeah. if that makes, you know. Um, so I guess that would be. So cool. It is very cool. It's so cool. It is. God's cool. God is cool. It's a 
Get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> God is cool, y'all. <laughs> yeah, so that's... Uh, we've got somebody... This is a great thing about this podcast. We have somebody t-shirt design. So it's like, I love stupid. God is cool. <laughs> people against dentists. Uh, it just uh, never ends. Uh, OPB. The OPB. And the OP. The OPG. Yeah. Those, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know about those? Official podcast girlfriend, official podcast boyfriend. No, but I love it. Yeah, yeah. we have only a single shirt for each one. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think um, I think definitely in this chapter he starts to I feel like he kind of brings all of his things together. You know, he starts with the begetting. Um, what does that mean? Then he moves on to how can you be part of the Trinity, or how can that be? You know, um, and then he kind of kind of veers off into time a little bit <laughs> and then kind of brings it back around. Yeah, um, puts it all together. Yeah, puts it all together. Um, Actually, I want, I want to go back yeah. for a minute because I talked about here the whole phenomenon of God is love or love is God. Mm-hmm. Right? And actually, I thought this was really interesting because he said, and I hadn't thought of it this way before, We tend, I, I hear these phrases, kind of the, for lack of a better term, Christian catchphrases, and I just kind of roll my eyes at mm-hmm. them. But... I thought it was really interesting because it says he says love is something that one person has for another person, right? So if God God could not be love if God was just a single person, mm-hmm. right? Now the way we I guess the way we think about love, we tend to think of it in kind of an individualistic way. So we we talk culturally, we talk about, you know, self-esteem or loving yourself or self-love, right? But I think he makes a really good point here because in fact, there is no such thing as true authentic self-love right like we have a term for people who love themselves they're called narcissists mm-hmm. right so yeah. true love is not going to be you know me loving myself because that's conceited and sinful and self-obsessive right mm-hmm. but true love is going to be me loving and sacrificing for god or for someone else mm-hmm. i thought that was a really was a really interesting point that uh we in our addiction to self-love maybe could uh could learn something from yeah and it also makes the point that um when you when you think about love in that way of like even if you say i love this other person but it's something that you only it's like a feeling you have or like something you hold with you know inside of you but then maybe you like treat that person terribly or maybe it's a celebrity and you don't even know that person <laughs> that's not love um because we see like i mean scripture gives us what love is, which is, you know, which is God. Um, and like in Romans, he said, it says, God demonstrates his own love for us and that while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we, if we take that and we can understand that God is the one who defines what love is and what love means and looks like, um, then we can see what, what love truly is, which is like for other people, not just like a good feeling or to be like, you know, oh, I love that person or I don't know. It, it, it's always associated with, um, with an action, I would say. And not a fleeting emotion, right? So, I mean, I, I'm hard-pressed to think of a word, again, culturally that we overuse more mm-hmm. than the term love, right? So there's a world of difference between I genuinely love you versus I love the way you make me feel, Yeah. right? And a lot of the good. times, and it can be a celebrity, it can be... You know, romantically, it can be a million things, but a lot of times when we say "I love you," what we real what we really mean is "I love the way you make me feel about myself." Yeah. Right? The sinful the sinful version of quote unquote love tends to be, again, self worship or mm-hmm. self obsessive. Mm-hmm. Right? It's I like the way that you reflect back onto my glory. Mm-hmm. Right? Whereas genuine love is, as we know, it's it involves one person legitimately sacrificing and caring for the other right Mm -hmm. love is in its truest form is self-sacrificial yeah Mm -hmm. definitely yeah well it's like that that one verse that i don't know the reference for but it's like love is giving your life for your brother yeah whatever Mm -hmm. you know like anytime you hear love mentioned you know it's like you said it it is a sacrifice is involved of yourself Mm -hmm. and when you love another and again, it can be a person, it can be the church, I, you know, it doesn't even have to be a one-on-one thing, but when you love something or someone else, you are not the star of the show, yeah. right? You don't get the glory, right? If anything, you relinquish the glory and put it on the other person or the other thing mm-hmm. that you are in the act of loving. 
right? So it kind of goes at, and again, we this is a whole nother rabbit hole, but it kind of goes back to the cliche, you know, phrase or argument, you know, is love a feeling or a choice, right? And I tend to think love is a choice first and foremost that in the best case scenarios also leads to feelings, yeah. right? Because if you simply start, we talked about, Again, before, if you simply start with the feeling, mm-hmm. right? Like, I experience God in the desert, or yeah. I experience God, you know, hiking up a trail. I feel, you know, maybe I feel this love, and is that a good thing in and of itself? Sure. But what happens when you break your foot on that hike? Suddenly you're not <laughs> feeling God anymore, <laughs> right? There has to be, you know, the choice that we make when we love someone. There's a depth to that that transcends fleeting circumstances. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, this this is really powerful thinking of love as, you know, first and foremost interpersonal, right? Love is something that one person has for another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of relationships and marriages fail. You know, people say that they're in love and then, you know, whenever hard times come, they're not willing to make that sacrifice for the person that they said that they loved. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, hmm, well, this person doesn't make me feel in love anymore. And I think that's a huge reason divorce is a common thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's why relationships get broken off. And it, it all comes back to the pride and selfishness. Yeah, because who, and my goodness, far be it for me to act like a relationship expert, but <laughs> who, you know, in the, the sentence you just said, that person doesn't make me, right? And again, yeah. this goes back to what I, I, I really believe what I said before is almost all, if not all, sin ultimately comes down to self-obsession or self-worship, mm-hmm. right? So the phenomenon that is, I mean, heck, it's it's common in our culture, and it's also common in our churches, the whole phenomenon of self-esteem or self-love, right? Like, you need to feel good about yourself. It's just, there's, it, it sounds good, it sounds trendy, it sounds like something you could throw on a t-shirt, but at the end of the day, it's hollow. Yeah, it is. Right, because we do not grow closer to Christ, and we do not fulfill our mission as Christians by having self-esteem, by feeling mm-hmm. good about ourselves. Mm-hmm. We do those things by making the choice to lo- self-sacrificially love others, and in doing so, we step off the podium. We're not the star of the show. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, and it's dangerous and it's evil to fall into pride like that. I mean, we, we had a whole episode already over pride and how it's like, you know, the great sin or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but, it, I mean, it's it's true. It's like you said, we, we live... Like, our sin is us serving ourselves. You know, it's it's everything that is against God is serving ourselves. I mean, that's that's what caused Adam and Eve to fall. Well, Satan said, you will be like God, and tempted them to make themselves feel better, to, to, um, to be more powerful, to be like God. And I don't know how we got onto this conversation, but it's a, it's a good conversation yeah. to have, though. It's It's important. Yeah, and again, I, I, I go back, without maybe going too far, farther down the rabbit hole, I, I, I think back to our, even, you know, even growing up as kids, we, we see this sort of cultural messaging that says, you should have self-esteem, you should feel good about yourself, in all different types of ways we promote, no matter what, how you want to define it. It's it, American it is culture. Impor- it's American culture in a nutshell, right? It is important for us to feel good about ourselves. Mm-hmm. The American dream. The, Ameri- the American, you can call it the American dream, you can call it, you know, whatever you want. But I think the great irony in it is in the name of us feeling good, of trying to make us feel good about ourselves, we really are just pumping our heads full of hot air and leave emptier than we were in the in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's convicting stuff. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> not as convicting as stewardship. <laughs> <laughs> the episode that shall not be named. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. That's some good. Uh, some we, good we stuff. Throw my notes, but dang, yeah. I mean these, these, these two chapters that we've covered today were phenomenal chapters. Uh, even last week's chapters that we did with you, Nathan, were mm-hmm. really good chapters, which has been very refreshing because we've we've really struggled through we've some struggled, of these chapters. Yeah. So having mm-hmm. having some really good chapters that have really made us think and and have conversations has been it's been great, and we're 
super happy that you were able to be here with us for, for all four of these chapters. Yeah. Even though you thought originally they were just going to be one of us. Yeah, you guys, did, uh, you guys did trick me on that. But, you guys uh, meeting Jeremiah. Yeah, you guys meeting Jeremiah. That was a bit of a surprise when I walked in the door. But I will, I will echo what you said. I'm, uh, I'm thankful that you guys invited me on. And uh, it's been a huge blessing. And I, even, I look at my notes here and I think, man, there were so many things we didn't even, mm. didn't even touch on. We could do this all night. But, oh, we uh, could. Again, it's been it's been great. I'm uh, thankful for it, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, this turns out really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. His last two sentences in the book. I'll just read those. Says, yeah. Um, just to wrap it all up, it says every Christian is to become a little Christ. The whole purpose of becoming a Christian is simply nothing else. So, if you take away nothing else, you can take away that. Yeah. Ponder on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been it's been real good. Looking forward to the next one. Is that, ones. Is that your, what's been good? Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want is to it go actually ahead? No, no. Oh, I mean, okay. no. I wasn't. <laughs> um, do y'all want to do? Are we ready? I want to say good for last. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you, okay. Well, um, I was laughing about this earlier, so I'm just going to say it. Okay. Um, I put lotion on my hands before I left my house to come here, and um, I couldn't get the door open because my hands were lotion <laughs> and they slipped on the doorknob. Um, and so what was good is that <laughs> I was able to open the door, <laughs> and I got out of my house. <laughs> so that's what's been good. Man, every time you talk about some kind of like product, like gel-like <laughs> product, it always comes... Some some kind of good story, <laughs> whether it's mermaid hair or it's opening your door. That's yeah. great. I'm gonna for mine. I'm gonna go a little deep, and maybe this will lead well into Timothy's uh, that's oh. coming up soon. So don't go anywhere for that. But um, I will say, by the time this episode comes out, I'll have uh, I'll have been in Owensboro about I think about nine months now, and I've said to a few people at Walnut at one point, but I want to maybe reiterate here. It it's amazing to me, and it's such a testament of God's love how welcoming and how wonderful people at this church and just in general at this town have been to some some person you know to use uh some of your guys's term some new guy who just shows up out of the blue <laughs> and uh I can tell you having having lived in some other places kind of think your stereotypical small middle-sized town where most people grow up in that area that is not normal mm-hmm. you know and I've, I've seen the other side of that so it's been a real blessing coming in here, getting involved at Walnut and, you know, through my work in the community in general and just how, how accepting and inviting and how inviting people have been. That's been just a wonderful thing. So that's something I've been reflecting on and, uh, it's just, it's been really great. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, you jumped right in here and I mean, it, it was if we'd known you our whole lives. Yeah. I'm not sure that everyone could do that, but that was, yeah, those. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I guess I kind of figured, I was like, well, this place seems solid, and if I want to, you know, get to know people, I guess I'm just not going to give them a choice. I'm just going to be around all there the time, go. so. No, that's okay. <laughs> I guess it maybe it works a, a really good strategy. <laughs> yeah, it worked. <laughs> well, um, Sarah Turner, if you're listening to this, stop. Well, if you're listening to this on the day it releases, stop right now. Like, literally, if you're on the beach right now and you're listening to this, Take the earphones out. Quit listening. Just shut the episode off. You can skip this episode. We said this at the beginning, okay? <laughs> but as of when this episode comes out, I am an engaged man Woo-hoo. this day. So this comes out at 6 o'clock in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 6 in the morning. Uh, so probably around 8 tonight I will be engaged. Aww. And I'm very excited. Yay. Congratulations, brother. Thank Congratulations. You, thank you. It's so weird because I'm not engaged right now, but I'm sitting here <laughs> saying I'm engaged tonight, but I'm not. But when they're listening, you will be. Yes. It's very exciting. Yeah. And so if you're listening to this on the 16th, then you can you can keep listening. I mean, it's already too late. I've already said it. So. Anyway, I can, I, can, I can say the plan now. So... She is going on a trip with some of my family, because uh, she's really good friends with my cousin, and uh, we go on vacations every year, uh, but I'm not this year because of the coffee shop. You can't see my air quotes, but because I am not going this year. He's not going year. this year. What a so, good excuse, too. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. And so, um, 
they're going to be taking best friend pictures at sunset at the beach. Amazing. And Sarah's only request for getting engaged was that just to make sure she looked nice. And so this is how Addison's doing it without, uh, yeah, without giving anything away. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm going to be at the beach. I'm going to make the 12 hour drive (laughs) on that, on today. (laughs) I might listen to this episode while I'm driving because it's going to give me something to do. It's going to be so weird. I'm listening to myself right now. I'm literally in my, hi me in my car driving right now. How you doing? Uh, stay awake. It's perfect for the Tom episode. Yeah. You know, all the, all oh my the gosh. It's crazy. So weird. Jumping, jumping so, Tom's I'm done. I'm done. I'm not saying anymore. <laughs> Good night. See, here's, here's the problem. Now, you've set the bar so high that no, whatever the heck you called this last part, what's going right, oh, whatever. What's been good. What's been good. Yeah, yeah. see, nothing can ever... Like measure up to that again. Yeah, you're right. Wow. So, I mean, I Maybe feel like you probably just need day. to stop doing day? this. My wedding and just day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> probably Melissa's won't be on wedding a, day. Probably won't be on a Tuesday though. I need neither of those will be on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, but see, here's the thing. There's an, I mean, there's an element of surprise here that won't be present on your wedding day. Because everyone knows when that is. That's right? true. Yeah. yeah. So that's Aww. what I'm saying. I mean, this is the all-time this is peak. So good. Also, I can only talk to myself while I'm driving now. So yeah. if I'm not listening to this. While I'm driving, I've got to make sure. Please, someone text me to remind me that the episode's out so I can remember to listen to it. Do you think you'll be nervous driving down? No. Or is it too long of a drive? It's too long of a drive. Oh, okay. If you listen to <laughs> it at the nervous. beginning. Oh, okay. I just, I want to, the only thing I'm worried about is getting there on time. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, I've got to be there for okay. sunset before they get out on the beach. Yeah. So. Okay, well, future Timothy, wake up, right. put the pedal to the metal, get there on time. Uh, I guarantee I'm awake right now. I'm <laughs> high on Mountain Dew. <laughs> So. Oh man! Well, yeah. yeah. Congratulations Thank you. in advance. Thank you. Very excited. Yeah, that's very exciting. But alrighty, well, I guess that's all for us today. It Thanks. is all for us today, but Jeremiah is putting something at the end. Oh, so you guys need to listen. Y'all, y'all love this. <laughs> Let's just say Melissa's wrong and we're right, and we need you guys to make a decision. It's so a real shock, just, right? Yeah, just 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 listen to the end. I cannot. Handle you too right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, I guess listen if you want to, or if not, don't worry about it. This because is there's the a lot of to email. wrong opinions flying around the room. So um, thanks again to Nathan for being here and arguing with us. Um, <laughs> and... No, just with you. Oh. I agree with Nathan. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's been fun. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. experience the Harry Potter was watching the last movie. Terrific. <laughs> so bad. Who did that to you? I mean, watching the movies in general without reading the books is pretty bad because the books are great and the movies are I'm not going to say terrible. They're not that good. Yeah. No. You I, got to read. Back, you gotta I've read seen books. the first two movies now, but I saw the last movie first. That's so crazy. And I haven't seen any of the other ones. I haven't read any of the books. And that's all I know about Harry Potter. So read the crazy. books. You'll, you'll, that you'll I did love the Universal the ride. I did the Universal Harry Potter ride. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, I drank butterbeer. Ooh. I actually listened to the books. <laughs> Audiobooks are very good. I know. I don't like them. Oh, Timothy. I'm anti-audiobook. No, no, Me no, no, no. No, no. What? What? It's, it's, it's like, it's che- yeah. It's taking something wonderful it's and productive cheating. and enlightening, which is reading. Yes. And then basically, it's like the cheap, it's like a cheap version of the real thing. Right, it's like it's taking something wonderful and be like God given, <laughs> yep. and then you're che- you're taking it through sin and you're cheapening it. That's exactly how, what that do is. Do you know how the it's basically like Jewish people it's basically like premarital cons- sex, right? Like, like you take something that's good and then you cheapen and pervert it. Do and you know how like how else. God's word used to be distributed to ancient Israel? And did via, you know via Kindle, via, via, audio, via yes, audio book, right? Yeah, they're yours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know. The first Obviously, Bible was that wasn't the most effective <laughs> thing because then they invented books for everybody. Wow. For a reason. Clearly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anywho, let's get back to it. <laughs> That's a podcast. Again, don't edit this stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I am so anti audiobooks. So me too. Judge anyone for oh. listening to an audiobook? Because mm-hmm. I kind of get it for people that just like absolutely just don't like reading. Oh, it's just laziness. It's like, I'm going to get the same thing, but not to put it in the <laughs> I'm going to be fed. 
instead of feeding Actually, myself. Not. Let's not make right? this, is like, this, is like this, spirit, this is like spiritual baby food. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I won't. I will not listen to a book while I'm driving. I'll listen to a podcast. They're, they're, I won't all th- all things have their time, right? It's like you can't get a workout in while you're driving a car. You can't read a book while you're driving a car I mean, either. I'm trying to do the cheap version is not the same. It's yeah, just I cheap. I can't. It's a cheap, I a book, a cheap can version. Can I put your hand and you flip pages? That's the only well, way to do it. <laughs> like a podcast is essentially a monologue, and a book is an edited monologue. Yeah. No, so but you can't read a podcast, podcast though. You can. Just well, here's the thing. Here's my thing. <laughs> if, if it is an audiobook, that means that there is a real book that you can pick up and read, yeah. which is what I'd rather do. But like, oh. let's just say, let's say they had just like books that like were audio only. Like there was never a physical book for it. That's fine. Yeah, I can okay. get behind that. But if there is an actual book for it, I would much rather have the book uh, in my hands. Like, what if you can't read because you're dyslexic or like what if well, you're see, that's different. Well, then you got bigger problems. That's different. <laughs> but they, okay. Well, that's completely different. I mean, that really is like a huge thing with audiobooks is that kids will come in and their teachers will tell them to find the audiobook and the print book and they follow it. And it helps now, them see, now I get that. that. I get that for and trying also, to teach children to read. People but can't see. Yeah, but that's, that's I, like, I there's very few people. It's not very grand. few people. Most people are not blind. See? Most people are not blind. So a lot of people are partially blind. Older people, no, they don't have that's, that's why they make big print text. They, there's a whole section of the library. can't read it. It's not a huge section. It's not comprehensive with the library. Again, so audiobooks are easily <laughs> because you essentially just create a file and you put it on the internet and then never mind you read it. Again, but... We go. We go back to the larger. And again, this is a, this is a this is a key spiritual issue here. Okay, is the is what is is what is easy necessarily what's best? Is the it's easier? It's the path of least resistance. But is it the most productive? It's not the path of least resistance. So audiobooks are simple. Focus on what oh you're being. Hang on, hang on. You're being. Hang on. Why go out? Why go out? I can forgive you. I can forgive you one hundred percent. If you tell me that I'm you... I'm not asking for forgiveness, <laughs> Timothy. Listen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Listen. Oh, my gosh. Do I you prefer audiobooks over reading a regular book? It depends on the book. No, it no, doesn't. It, does. it does not. It absolutely does. There is does. one answer to this, Melissa. No. There's one answer that leads to forgiveness. <laughs> and you're not picking the correct answer. I don't answer. think Except so. You, you know Jesus... Do you know what Jesus said about riding the fence? That's what you're doing right now. You oh ride the fence. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm gonna go get some water. Repent and accept the Y'all Lord's Savior. Y'all can your bad opinions while I'm gone. I'll be right back. You're back in the PWHD. I don't know that I want to be. Okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this issue? Are audiobooks <laughs> and premarital sex the same oh. thing? <laughs> yes! <laughs> No, but in all seriousness, uh, we're very curious what you guys think. Are you anti-audiobook, or are you wrong like Melissa, and you like audio? And if you're anti-audiobook, why are you even listening to a podcast? It's not different. to alienate This is not a book. We're not reading a book, Melissa. a crazy discussion. This is absolutely Jeremy, what's, the, what's the email people can send their opinions? <laughs> it's oh, it's down, down below. below. So send it. You'll have to read it, but uh, we... Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say stop while you're ahead, but you haven't been ahead this whole time, so just stop. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> this is, is going to be at the end of the podcast. This is ridiculous. I told him just to edit our whole argument and <laughs> put it at the end. So this is the plug. So. It's so long. Well, I just I just was trying to make a point. It was like, just made, just destroyed my own <laughs> <laughs> argument. Yeah, you did. We um, won. But, but anyway. they had to listen to know to where the email was. That's true. Thank you. You had to listen to know where the email was. Thank you to Jeremiah. <laughs> the, the only other sane person in this room. 